punch drunk. The punches weren't really necessary. Maybe they were super necessary. of the Punch Drunk Podcast, your favorite combat sport podcast hosted by two dudes who can't fight and know way less about fighting than they think they do. I'm your host, Lewis, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam, who's packing his bags, he's packing his smalls, and he's, he's uh, yeah, he's getting ready to hop on a jet plane. Tell the people where you're off to, mate. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> Uh, look, I really we're going to talk about Vegas this whole ep. Well, we're going to talk about international fight. We're going to talk about UFC 290, but it would be remiss, it would be rude if we didn't start this podcast with me saying congratulations to you, mate. Uh, beautiful, healthy baby, I believe. Yes, take it from here. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, just incredible. She's a week old today now, which seems seems surreal. The time has just flown by. Uh, she was born. Uh, very happy and healthy. Five oh four a.m. Uh, on the on the twenty second of June, three point four kilos. And I know I'm a little bit biased, but she might be the most beautiful baby the world's ever seen. Mum's um, doing great as well. She was an absolute superstar. Just yeah, we could we we Jake like, couldn't be happier. It's it's been unbelievable. Look. I'm really just saying congrats to mum. I know you as a person. I know you've done nothing to help. <laughs> all the hard, all the hard work and heavy lifting you've done by your beautiful wife. Oh, uh, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Genuinely, people like I've never seen anyone in person do something so difficult than like go through labour. It was, it was insane. I like my. A level of a like you know you know it's hard and you know like you you what about you hear when people say Brock got out of Ortega's triangle? I mean that was that, but that was pretty up there. Although I wasn't there in person. Um, yeah, let's let you know you know what I mean. Like if I was there in person, I'd probably have a, a better handle on things and just know how impressive it was by Volk to be able to do that. But non, nonetheless, let's call it top three then. Top three most impressive physical feats I've ever seen in my lifetime. <laughs> Did it kind of no. look similar? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> their heads, let's say, that their heads were equally as red at one point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, it's a good segue, I thought, to uh, back to fighting. Very good segue. Mate. Thank Very you. Thank you. And hey, who knows, maybe in person I'll witness something even more impressive. <laughs> within, a week, within a week I will have talked to you. <laughs> Vegas to see some shit in Vegas. I might witness a childbirth on the street. Who knows? I mean, honestly, Vegas, it's a, it is entirely possible. It's been a while since I've been to Vegas, but when we went, oh my goodness, we had a great time. Experienced some uh, some 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 wild shit, but man, we had some fun. It's gonna be fucking hot too. I was looking at the weather today: forty five degrees Celsius. <laughs> 
Shit, yeah, you're going in the height of summer to the desert. July 4, man. I mean, July 4, too. It's going to be mental. Yo, you're there on, on July 4th? Mm. Oh, that's wow. That's Yeah. I mean, if you just needed anything, if you needed anything to just add to the um, insanity of Las Vegas, you know, it's all it's already like a burning fire pit and of 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 chaos, and then you're just pouring the gasoline of July Fourth and International Fight Week into the mix, plus the insanity that everyone will experience from heat stroke. You're gonna see some shit, my friend. Oh yeah, and who knows? Maybe someone will be changing my nappy within a week. <laughs> No, you know what? Let's talk before we move on to specifically the fight. What do you know about your itinerary? What do you know? What's the crack? Tell tell us everything that you know so far that you are allowed to tell us. All right. So I know I'm touching down Monday of fight week. Uh, and there's a whole heap of shit going on. It's crazy. Obviously, there's five Aussie fighters, one Kiwi fighter. So my job is to promote them as much as we can. We've got a whole heap of photo ops. Uh, meetups, videos, all this stuff during the week. Then we've just got all the usual work stuff that needs to be done. And then obviously I'm on the ground, so I'll be at the press, I'll be at the weigh-ins, I'll be at the event and everything in between. And, uh, yeah, hopefully a little bit of partying in between all of that and it's going to be a a crazy week. But, yeah, I'm not sure. There's some awesome shit planned, but I think I'm going to have to talk about that in the recap because I'm not even sure what I can and can't talk about. But uh, it's going to be sick, and there's going to be some sick people there. It's going to be great. Do you reckon you'll get a chance to go to any of the uh, the festivities, the like the you know the uh, I guess the 30 years Q and A? I'm just looking at some of the stuff on the schedule. UFC UFC X Day One, whatever that is at the convention center. Yeah, so that's a big fan experience thing. I think yeah. there'll be a fair bit happening there at the UFCX. I think it's a two-day thing maybe even. That's correct. Um, I'll be heading there at some point, but, yeah, I'll be wherever I'm told to be for most of the week, if I'm honest, <laughs> as much as I'd like to say uh, I can do what I want. That won't be yeah. the case. And then, and then, of course, when you're not where you're, where you're told to be for work, you'll just be in the ventilation of a Volk's hotel room just – Searching for a chance to get into his suitcase and get his get his used clothes. No, I'll be in sabotaging Yair Rodriguez's weight weight cut and uh, anything I can to really just get an edge. Um, but like, it's cra- What's crazy about this, and I keep forgetting it because obviously, obviously, like I said, we're just promoting the Aussie fighters nonstop, the Kiwis. Amongst that is just Brandon Moreno title fight like that i keep forgetting about it's just insane this card is crazy i feel like we've been deprived of a stacked card for what nearly two months now um yeah it's gonna be sick man it's gonna be sick yeah it's 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 an unreal card and then just to round it all off maybe which is insane to say the jewel in the crown of this entire international fight week is of course power slap on Friday night, the heavyweight championship, which is the the thing that everyone is looking forward to the most, of course. And I know, and I know you're now absolutely. That, I will be. Stoked. I will be there, one hundred percent. I'll be punch drunk. Are you, are you- uh, I don't see why not. It'll be fun. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. 
like I said before, doesn't necessarily on TV, but apparently in the in person, the atmosphere at those events is pretty insane. So yeah, make sure you get out there and start and uh, be be hammering the punch Instagram and 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 Twitter with with content from Power Slap. Yeah, a real main event for International Fight Week. I don't think there'll be any issue from anyone at the UFC. And I'm being serious. If I am posting as much as I want of our power slap, they will be. Yeah. It's um, it's encouraged, no doubt. Yeah, they love it there. And uh, look, I'm a one of the one of the things I live by in life is you know just steer into the skid. If someone's making fun of you, just laugh with the joke. Don't try and fight back. What's the point? It's the same as power slap. I'm not going to try to fight against it. I'm steering into the skid. I'm all in on power slap. Uh, it's fucking hilarious at, at a minimum. But hey, who knows what the fuck it's going to become um, in the future. Uh, maybe I'll have to give Dana some of my professional ideas on how to grow it. Do you reckon you could be maybe power I'm sure, slap? I'm sure. <laughs> Promoter. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, so you've, you yeah, oh, mate, they'll, they'll fast there's some. Big boys in the countryside out here, I'm sure, would uh, would dominate a power slap. But I reckon, you know, I know you've tasked me now revamping the uh, women's division and a lot on my plate. So just um, next time you have your your one to one performance meeting with with Dana White, as I, as I know you're going to be having, just let let him know that I'm I'm ready to talk and I'll bring my ideas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just say my mouth is open in those meetings, but I don't talk much. <laughs> Shall we talk about International Fight Week? UFC I mean, we should. We should. We're 10 minutes in. 290. Huge unification of the featherweight division. Volkanovski against Yaya Rodriguez, the interim champion. Beautiful fashion over Josh Emmett, we have to say. Although, potentially, Josh Emmett took from Ilya Taporia. Maybe not so impressive. And and to be honest, like Josh Emmett has got heart, but he's an extremely one-dimensional fighter. If he's not landing with that overhand right, then he doesn't have anything at all. Uh, if you you know take your mind back to his fight, it was essentially an eliminator to see who would fight for the interim belt. It it really um, you know a lot of people thought that Calvin Cater won that fight and should have had that opportunity, and you know it's probably played out. Um, worse for the UFC insofar as it probably wasn't the caliber of guy to, to take this this challenge forward and, and, and really put his, put his hand up to be the next guy. Having said that, it's allowed them to build hype for years and it's allowed them to build some massive hype for Ilya Taporia as well. So maybe it has worked out you know, just the way they wanted. Yair comes into this looking very dangerous. We know how unorthodox we know what he put you know, it just doesn't. It just doesn't seem possible after what he did to Isam Makachev, unless he looks past Rodriguez for some reason. Don't think he will. That there's no way he loses this fight. I think he's just he's too good. He's too well rounded. His understanding of distance is 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 is, uh, is too good. He'll be, it'll be in and out, and before before Yair knows what's hit him, he can take him down if he needs to. Volk is a better grappler. I just don't see, uh, you know, other than a flash spinning kick knockout that Volk doesn't see coming, something wild, I just don't see it happening. And I'm sure Volk has brought in all kinds of Mondo experts and people who can throw these flashy, spinning, unorthodox techniques to help him train. 
the way that he brought Craig Jones in for Islam. And the other thing I'll say is that Volk, never met the guy, but Volk seems like an extremely humble and switched on fella. And I don't think that he will allow himself to, to let his ego carried away and allow him to take shortcuts in this fight. Because if, if, if he loses this one, everything goes away. The rematch from Islam goes away. His chance to become the greatest featherweight of all time, he's very close, goes away. So everything is on the line for Volkanovski right here. You could argue that this is the biggest fight of his career because of the implications and, and how far he's come down the line. And if he falls short at what you could say is his final hurdle, then it's almost all for nothing. Obviously, it's not, but everything that he's been working for all of a sudden has a bit of shine taken off it. First of all, you just got me fucking pumped for this car, not like I wasn't already pumped. But second of all, I had the chance to go to Volk's gym last week. I had to shoot a few things. Uh, yes, he has uh, training partners in there. Carl Van Roon, 11-time uh, Taekwondo champ, world champ. And he, let me just preface this for those who don't know who he is. He's like six foot three. He's monsters over Volk. That's who Volk's been training with every day. So, yeah, I guess he's getting prepared for Yair Rodriguez. But also, I'm not sure if it's up yet, but... Uh, a partner of the UFC, a pay-per-view partner, had a whole heap of Instagram influencers and stuff there doing things with Volk. And at the end of it all, Volk grabbed Carl and he's like, he grabbed one of the influencers and put a can on his head. This this guy was like 6'4", and Carl Van Roon like did a jumping spin kick on the spot and kicked the can off his head. It was like one of the most insane things I've ever seen. <laughs> and it just everyone was like, what the fuck? Did it actually just happen? Like, it happened so quickly. And Carl Van Roon did it like he was kicking a can just along the ground. Like it just wasn't, it didn't make a face. He didn't react before or after. It was like, that guy's a fucking savage. But yeah. Wait, yeah, whose head did he kick it off? Volks? Nah, he nah, kicked it off Volks head? Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, can you imagine Volk has to get pulled from the fight because some fuckwit Taekwondo guy kicked him in the head and knocked <laughs> Yeah, hey, Vol Volk's a, Volk's a legend, living legend. <laughs> One of my favorite Aussies in the world, but if he had a kick to the can or Volk's head, it wouldn't have been that impressive. <laughs> you know, he's just not that tall. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I get you. I get that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, uh, oh, crazy. So go on, be honest. How, how, how pieces of Volk's Volk while you're in the gym. Well, his coach was um, telling me that they're cutting up the mat. They're getting a new mat in the gym. So, yeah, I'm like, make sure you save me a piece, mate. I'll sleep with it. <laughs> and if you could just cut out a, a little one-inch diameter hole in the mat, that'll uh, that'll see me right through these lonely nights. <laughs> Half an inch will be fine. I'm going to be fired. Oh. I might not even let you on. <laughs> no, Adam, is your have you got have you got your pa is your passport good to go? You got six months at least on your passport. Yep, 2028. I, I wish it was running oh. out sooner because I look fucking disgusting in it. Honestly, I mean, prob probably need a good six months to to sort yourself out before you can get a decent photo, though. So. 
probably wouldn't stress about that, mate. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Just kidding, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, uh, Bradford, our friend of the pod, is locked in. He's getting there on Monday as well, so. Oh, the boys are back in town. And he's uh, he's much like you. He's a bit more advanced in terms of we've got two kids, but uh, much like you, family man, beautiful wife. So he's going to, you know, let off the leash for a week in Vegas. Who knows what the fuck he'll be up to. Vegas has him now. Um, yeah, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So I'll, um, if his beautiful wife is listening, uh, I won't be telling you whatever happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you will be using it to blackmail BB uh, for for gifts, punch drunk podcast appearances, and anything else that you can think of. One hundred percent. If he, if we happen to do uh, a bonus episode during fight week and BB's on it, it means he did something bad. <laughs> <laughs> it means he done fucked up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not putting. Any, I'm not putting any pressure on you at all. But a, you definitely need to pull BB in for for a bonus pod, and and uh, also, you know. Any uh, any uh, UFC fighter you can just wrangle into your hotel room to uh, to jump on the mic. You should definitely do that as well. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Um, those that are fighting, I'm gonna uh, tread carefully around. But hey, there'll be some guest fighters, apparently. So Ooh, apparently, mm. all righty. Let's move on to the next fight. Anything else you want to say before we move on? Anything else about Volk? Anything else about Rodriguez? Oh. Just as usual, I'm like really scared for Volk, but that's just because I love him way too much. And every yeah. single time he fights, he proves me wrong. Um, and I hope that happens again. Yeah, I, I, I hope so too. I have no, I have, I'm very confident that that will be the case. And I suppose we can talk about all the implications in our in our recap show about what he's going to do next, what he should do next. So let's let's save that conversation for the next episode. And crack on to the co-main event, which features another title fight uh, and, and a really, really good one here for the for the flyweight championship of the world. Brandon Moreno against Alexander Pantoja. I I pronounce his name differently every time I say it. I heard John Anik say Pantoja recently, and if it's good enough for John Anik, it's certainly good enough for me. That man does his research and knows what he is all about. So Alexander Pantoja. He's taking. He gets his opportunity. He's taking on. He's taking on Brandon Moreno, who he has a win over, albeit five years ago in Santiago, Chile. Wow, I didn't even know the UFC had been to Santiago, Chile. But look at that. That's awesome. But he does have a win over Brandon Moreno, but a long, long time ago. Since then, he's you know he's been pretty impressive. Only losing to former champion Davison Figueredo and one time, uh, you know. Real high high level prospect Askar Askarov, who's no longer with the UFC, who is a you know a very good wrestle and just sort of wrestle fuck Pantoja. Uh, but since since that loss, he peeled off three victories in a row, including back to back performances of the night to book his opportunity against Brandon Moreno. Adam, what are your thoughts on this fight? Do you see him being able to to beat Lego Boy Brandon Moreno, or is this going to be you know back to you know? In the main event, and still, and still. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I've 
selfishly, I hope this goes the distance because I've got so much shit to do uh, between Rob's fight and Volk's fight. Yeah, yeah. Good five round decision. <laughs> yeah, a five round decision would be very nice for me, um, just so I can quickly uh, consume some prime hydration in between fights. You know, maybe some Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> Oh, and what was that official milk of the UFC data announced last week? I can't remember what it was called. Official uh, milk? Yeah, they got a milk sponsor now, um, flavoured milk, so, you know, important. It might be a protein drink, I'm not sure, but it's definitely milk in it. But, yeah, I, I don't know too. I don't know enough about Pantoja, but if you just go off the resume, it's like, well, he's every chance of at least being competitive in this fight, but maybe even winning. Uh, but this weight class, you know, very rarely do you see a, a straight up KO. So maybe if it's going to be an early finish, some sort of submission. But yeah, this is going to be pure entertainment for sure. Five rounds, yep. hopefully, of entertainment. Yeah, hopefully, five hopefully five rounds of, uh, of 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 chaos. Yeah, man, it uh, it, it has all the makings of a great fight. Um, bloody insane for Brandon Moreno that he, four times in his last five fights he fought Davis and Figueredo. A solitary win over Kai Kawa France in there as well to, to seal the interim title title fight. Um, he looked as good as ever against Davison Figueredo. Just beat the brakes off him in, in in the fourth and final final fight there. So he's looking as good as ever. Uh, I, I'm I'm backing him to to get it done. And you know, it's just he just seems like a, a really nice guy. Like I th- he's he's extremely likable dude. I'm a big fan of Brandon Moreno, and I hope he's able to get it done here. But really. All we're talking about is it may be the it may be the world championship, the flat, undisputed flyweight UFC championship of the world. But really, they're just they're just keeping it warm until Big Steve Ursek comes comes along and and, and takes takes the strap. One hundred percent takes the strap in Sydney. <laughs> Imagine ne- that. Takes the strap in Sydney next year. <laughs> true. True. Three three pay per views, eh? In Sydney, woo, baby! You got to come for one. Bring the fam. That's um, be a nice cheap trip. Listen, mate, that's already been working through my head. So, listen, I'm gonna. I won't need to. You know, I'll have people to stay I'll with. You, I'll get you, you a you, ticket to the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> what a dog. <laughs> Those bleeds, just like you like them. Oh, yeah. No, I, you, I'll, I'll, I'll get accommodation sorted. You sort me out with a with a ticket and prescript and and uh, well, not even a ticket, but you just get me uh, accredited as as punch drunk, and uh, I'll be there with bells on. Easy. Just don't uh, go sniffing around any of the uh, <laughs> fighters' bags or hotel rooms. No, that's 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 not me, mate. That's all you. Don't worry. I'll stay in. I'll stay in my lane. I'll just be tweeting from the hip, and you'll be uh, digging through fighters' personal items. I don't know what's worse, honestly. Yeah, the the fact that you don't know which is worse says a lot. Do you think I'm ready to be a dad? I wouldn't I'm regressing. I wouldn't entrust a fucking goldfish to you. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the next fight because as much let's as I love Brandon Moreno, I uh, much prefer uh, Robert Whittaker. Robert Whittaker. 
By the way, speak. There's a link. I reckon Rob Whitaker and Brandon Moreno. Uh, if they're not, I reckon they'd be absolutely like best friends because they're both fucking gamer nerds. Rob loves Rob, Rob loves his online gaming and, and video games and stuff. So does Brandon Moreno. I reckon, I reckon they'd be great mates. You, you nearly got top three good blokes of the UFC fighting. Yeah, Vol- if, like Volk Moreno, Rob Whitaker. Pound pound for pound, good blokes. Look at that. They're elite. they're all definitely in the top ten, power for pound good blokes, but maybe they're all top five too. Love that. Love that. Okay, so Rob Whittaker taking on Drickus Duplessis. And this fight has massive, massive, massive implications for the not only the middleweight division, but also UFC 293 in Sydney. Is it 293? Mm-hmm. 293 in Sydney, because Dana White has said the winner of this fight gets the next bite of the apple at Israel Adesanya's middleweight strap. It could be a trilogy with Whitaker. It could be a first dance between the two African kings. What's it going to be? We'll find out. But it's not far away. It's about eight weeks, maybe even maybe even less. Eight is it's, it's very very close. Pretty much um, exactly eight weeks. Yeah. Pretty crazy. much exactly eight weeks. And so. Is that enough time? If this fight, if anyone takes a little bit of damage, Adam's shaking his head. He looks like he knows something that's going on. And so Israel no, Adesanya... What, what do you know? Tell us. What you said is what's going on. I'm serious. T- tell us You're what right. you know. Tell us your secrets. i tell you what I know. I know that even though Duplessis looks gassed 30 seconds into every fight, he always goes a distance and he always manages to fucking win. And we know Rob Whitaker has never been finished early by anyone other than Adesanya. I can't see Duplessis doing that to him. So this is going to be a fucking war, and it'll be a miracle if any of these guys can fight in eight weeks after that. That's my. That's what I know. That's that's what Adam. So what does that mean for Israel and, and two ninety three? Who are they working yeah, on? Who, what knows, if, hey? who fucking knows? I I, I genuinely does think it mean that might, there is no Israel at two ninety three because that would suck. It would it would suck it would suck. But I suppose. That's a possibility because I don't think it's actually been confirmed, has it, that it will be Israel at 293, at least as far as I'm aware. Let's let's go to the most reliable source possible, Wikipedia. Let's fast forward here. <laughs> now there's no there's no no main card fights, I don't think, locked in for 293 at all. I th- I think it was sort of aimed, but yeah, okay. Yeah, Carlos Carlos Ulberg is gonna be on there. That's confirmed. Kai Kara France against Manuel Cap. That's going to be a great fight. And Vivian yeah. Araujo versus Casey Casey O'Neill. Um, Casey O'Neill will be looking to get back in the in the win column because I believe yeah you know, she dropped she dropped a pretty rough decision at UFC 286 in London. So a few fights yeah, already there. Bam Bam, nothing's come out for Bam Bam yet, but he literally said in the presser he did with the premier that he'll be fighting on that card. So I'm sure they'll figure something out. So they'll, they'll they'll be working on an opponent an opponent on a fight agreement for Bam Bam. And holy yeah. shit, it better be a striker. It better be, you know, let's say Volkov or Rosen Rosen strike. Some someone who's going to get in there and and, and stand and bang with Ty. That's no, what the people no, we want. We don't want anyone. We just want someone that Ty can literally just fold. Just go, go grab a doorman from Star Casino. <laughs> no, he'll probably whip. Those guys have to put up with Taito of most Oh shit! All right, so we, I'll, we, we'll, I'll get in there. we'll um we'll, we'll, we'll let's let's circle back now. Okay, so Rob Whitaker versus Rickus Duplessis, and we say this all the time. 
Like crazy stuff happens in in mixed martial arts. Anything could happen. Drickus Duplessis, in his own right, has got a very has got a very good record. He hasn't lost since 2018 when he lost to Roberto Soldich, who was a two weight champion in KSW. Now fights for One FC, but an absolute monster of a fighter. Uh, you know, no shame in losing to Roberto Soldich. Since then, he's peeled off eight consecutive wins, seven consecutive wins, including four in the UFC, uh, five in the UFC, sorry, since 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 joining. Couple of performance of the night bonuses. He crushed Darren Till. He beat, beat Derek Brunson. But again, like the performances over Darren Till and Derek Brunson, even though he won, even though he got finishes, they didn't impress me. It seemed like he was life and death with both of those guys. Even though Darren Till couldn't stop a takedown to save his life because he's got he's got knees like he's been shot by a, an Italian mobster that he owed money to. It just it just doesn't impress me what Dricus Duplessis has done. He take Derek Brunson almost had him out of there, and then he subsequently basically announced his retirement. Darren Till has been released from the UFC. These wins are not aging well for Duplessis. Rob Whitaker is so fast, so sharp. His boxing is so good. His takedown defense is out of this world. If Rob wants this fight to go to the ground, it will go to the ground. If he wants to keep it standing and wants to pick Duplessis apart at range, that will happen as well. I just don't see any conceivable outcome in which Drickus Duplessis is able to win this fight. I just do mm-hmm. not see it. And that that isn't so much disrespecting Drickus as in how highly... I and you, I know, I'll speak for both of us. I'll speak for the podcast here that we Please. rate Robert Whittaker as the second best middleweight on the planet, second only to the greatest middleweight of all time at this point, or arguably, certainly, when you consider his whole body of work, Israel Adesanya. I just I just don't see a world in which Drickus gets it done. You know, something crazy could happen. Touch wood. Don't, you know, Rob blows out his knee, sustains some weird injury. I, I, I don't know, but I just can't conceivably imagine that, that this that this works out. I just can't see it. Uh, I, I can't add anything to that other than just keep in mind that if Izzy didn't exist, we would probably be saying Rob's the greatest middleweight we've ever seen. Yeah. Like, that's how good he is. It's We can't forget that it's Izzy and then it's Rob and then there's a, a Flemington straight. And then there's number three, and we don't even know who number three is anymore. But no, yeah, that that. So with all that, it just seems like either if Rob is that much better than him, maybe he'll finish him really early, and then we get to see the trilogy in Sydney. That's probably the only way I, I can see that fight happening in Sydney. Yeah, yeah I, I I agree. I think, but then there's just that part of me that wants to see Izzy beat the fuck out of Duplessis. So well, this bad. is the thing. Even if Duplessis loses to Rob, I don't think that fight goes away because of the narrative. And Izzy wants to fight Duplessis. He's even said he hopes Duplessis somehow wins so he can fight him. Even if he has to fight Rob next, it doesn't mean that that fight goes away. In fact, that could be the very next fight that happens. Drickus, Drickus loses to Rob. Drickus goes away and gets a win over, I don't know, let's say Jared Cannonier in a title eliminator. Um I don't know Abbas Magom, Abbas Magomedov, who's who's fighting this weekend as as we record this in in advance. So, wh- who that? knows? What? What's Hamza Chimaev doing? Hamza Chimaev is is looking like he's coming up to the division potentially. Looks like it will be Abu is Dhabi. That, with- and, 
option for Izzy for Sydney if there's no Rob or Duplessis? He doesn't Supposing. deserve it, but he doesn't it deserve it. No, it. I, I don't see any way that he gets a title shot fresh against Izzy, and, and they make him a main event. I just don't see that happening at all. I think he fights. It seemingly he's got beef with uh, Kamaru Usman, and that fight could be happening potentially up at middleweight in in Abu Dhabi or Jared Cannonier. But yeah, man, uh, Hamza Chimaev is 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 the. Uh, is the is the other option is the other wild card in the in the division right now? But but maybe Abbas, if Abbas gets the the win, then his victory, you know, he, him fighting uh, Drikus Duplessis could be the option. What about Mark Zuckerberg? We don't do gimmick fights, Adam. We don't do gimmick fights here at the UFC. Oh, okay, next fight then. <laughs> Yeah, next fight. Uh, uh, just Lou. quietly, Israel Adesanya versus Duplessis is a gimmick fight to me. He beat him the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I think he runs through Duplessis. I think it'd be, I think it would be, but it'd be awesome to see because I think Izzy would really style and really turn it on because he dislikes him. The other thing I will wait, say, what, what? Oh, I got to say one more thing, and I know we're getting off track a little bit from two ninety, but. All those things we just said, but basically saying it, it Rob versus Izzy at 293. Can Rob beat him? So here's what I was going to say. Uh, and, and I guess we'll, we'll, our minds went to the same place. He would only have eight weeks. And it, you, ordinarily, you'd say, well, that's not enough time to prepare for Adesanya. I think Rob Whitaker prepares for Adesanya every day of his damn life because that's his white whale. That is the guy that he's chasing. He's in constant pursuit of the one man that's bested him on two occasions. No one else is, you know, no one else will motivate Rob Whitaker in the same way. And I, I really do think that he's constantly assessing and watching what Israel is doing, watching his performances, seeing where he can gain an advantage and seeing what he can do. And if he comes, if, if that fight is made, he will come out with a supremely wrestling heavy approach to try and take down Izzy and, and force force the issue that way. And, you know, who knows? But or for, for anyone else, you'd say eight weeks is enough to prepare for, for Adesanya after coming off a, off a, off a fight against a, another opponent. But Rob, he's, he's already preparing for it. He's already assuming that that's going to be his next fight. And I think every single day he, he trains with the idea of beating or at least fighting uh, Adesanya one more time. And I think if he loses again, I think he'll, he'll be able to rest and go, you know what? That's okay. I'm done. We might even see him consider going back down to welterweight. I don't know, uh, but this I think he knows this is he's got one one more opportunity, one one last chance to to have a crack at the Israel Adesanya sweepstakes. And if he doesn't get it, then that's it for him in the middleweight division until either Izzy goes up or he goes down. And so he'll be ready. He'll be ready in in eight weeks if he needs to be. Fuck yeah. I can't wait. Woo! Is the next right, fight another, Dan Hooker? Go, it is. The next fight is Dan Hooker running. against J- Jalen Turner. Uh, very, Just very interesting fight. Banger. Banger. You know, you could probably put that in for possible fight of the night. Uh, Jalen Turner stepped up. Uh, he, he'd been on a run of of, of uh, beating the crap out of uh, An- Anzac fighters with, with wins over Josh Kulabau, who's fighting at UFC, at UFC London coming up. Uh, Jamie Malarkey and Brad Rydell. Uh, but he but he ran into Mateus Gamrot, who is unbelievably good. But despite 
you know, the big step up in experience and quality. Turner lost by a split decision. He will be better because of this. And as much as we love Dan Hooker, he's absolutely game as a badger. He'll get in with anyone, anywhere, anytime, as we've seen before. I, I, I think Dan Hooker's on the back nine now and Jalen Turner's on the way up and he's a physical specimen. He looks like a middleweight when he's in there, never mind a lightweight. And I know Dan's fought bigger guys before. And I, I hate to say it, I, I just... I'd love to be proven wrong. I just don't see a way that Dan that Dan gets it done. Being being completely honest. Yeah, right. Interesting. Uh, I think I agree with you, but I really hope Dan gets the win. Obviously, that guy just oh. always deserves a win. On what a king. Yeah, I mean, he's he, since since fighting Paul Felder, in which was a very very close fight. And to be honest, if it wasn't in New Zealand. He may not have got that decision in that split decision fight of the night. He's he's four, he's two and four in his last six, and his only wins have come over Nazrat Hakparast and Claudio Puelles, who, let's be honest, aren't exactly the top top of the tree kind of guys. And then losses to Poirier, to Chandler, to Makachev, and to Arnold Allen, all in in, in pretty pretty nasty fashion. The Dustin Poirier fight was obviously a war, one of the one of the all time great fights. Seemingly, that took a lot. I think that took a lot out of of Dan Hooker, and he's never properly properly recovered since then. This could be a bridge, yeah, bridge too far to ask him to sort of revamp his his top fifteen credentials and get in there against uh, against Jalen Jalen Turner. Let's pull up the rankings here. Do you think Where he could be set? like he could benefit from going up in weight because he's he's such a big dude? You know, you see, like I saw a photo of him. Uh, I think there was just like an end of fight camp photo next to Carlos Olberg, and he's like almost the same height. You know, it's crazy. yeah, that's that's an interesting one. And I think if the, if he if he loses to Jalen Turner, particularly if it's a if he gets stopped, then maybe taking the rest of the year off and bulking up and returning at welterweight wouldn't be a bad idea for him. You know, there's some fun fights to be made made at welterweight, whether in the rank whether they're in the rankings or not. But yeah, why not just Go go up a weight class. Get some fun fights. How old is Dan Hooker now? He must be thirty five. How old is he? Oh, he's only 30, 33. Excuse me, Dan. Uh, only thirty three, but he's, he's been he's been around a while. Thirty four pro MMA fights, thirteen kickboxing fights. He's 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 a veteran of the game, and he's been in some absolute wars. And so, yeah, maybe going up wouldn't be bad for him. Put on a extra extra weight. Don't subject himself to those weight cuts anymore. I'd be up for it. I'd certainly be up for it. Me too. Next fight, Robbie Lawler. Is that right? Uh, uh, it's not the next fight on the car. I mean, the 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 pay per view segment of this event gets opened up by Bo Nickel versus Trayshawn Gore. This is oh, purely true. to put. This is just purely to put Bo Nickel over. Uh, you know, put him on the pay per view, get eyeballs on him, and see him slam through someone. Bo Nickel should should absolutely make mincemeat out of Trayshawn Gore. We're not going to learn anything about Bo Nickel in the in this particular fight. I, I really don't. Where, where, what's his? Is this his se- third fight in the UFC? No, this is only his second fight. He he, he wrangled Jamie Pickett in in the first fight. He did get a bit lucky with a groin strike that allowed him to get the takedown, but that that was that was one way traffic. His second fight, he's opening the pay per view at a huge fight, international fight week. The UFC wants people to know 
who Bo Nickel is. And he should run through Treshawn Gore and he'll be banging on the door for, for, for a big name opponent when he gets on the microphone. And shit, man, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him call out Israel Adesanya or something like just some, do, do something crazy. But, but call out, he'll call out a big, big name in the middleweight division. And because of his particularly unique, unique skill set, his high level wrestling and his great athleticism, the UFC will probably be inclined to give him someone, uh, someone, you know, maybe just on the edge of the top 15. It'd be really interesting to see what they do. Uh, maybe one more fight and then he'll be looking at the top 15. But yeah, Bonickle coming out party 2000, uh, for, for UFC 290 opening up the main card. But yes, next fight. One of the most interesting, exciting fights of the night, for my opinion. It is the retirement bout of ruthless Robbie Lawler, one of the all-time greats, former UFC welterweight champion at the ripe old age of 41 years old now, 46 professional fights. You name the guy, Robbie Lawler has been in there with them fought them, and had absolute banger fights with them. The list just goes on and on. We're talking about Rory McDonald, Johnny Hendricks, Matt Brown, Carlos Condit, Tyron Woodley, Cowboy Cerrone, Rafael Dos Anjos, Colby Covington, Nick Diaz. The, it's just crazy, the fights that this man has had. And he gets to go out. And people say, oh, he should be on the pay-per-view. No, 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 no. He is the featured bout, the curtain jerker on the ESPN prelims, that will have a ton of eyeballs. That is the way for ruthless Robbie, ruthless Robbie Lawler to go out. The, 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 the arena, T-Mobile arena, will be absolutely rammed at that point. Full house. He gets to put his gloves down in the middle. And my goodness me, I hope he's able to go out with a win. He's not got an easy fight, though. Nico Price is a tough son of a bitch, a really tough guy. And he, he's, you know, he's, he's younger, 33 years old. It's a big age difference. But he's coming off a KO loss to Philip Rowe. And, you know, I it it's a winnable fight for Ruthless Robbie Lawler. I really hope he gets the fairy tale ending that this legend deserves. And if you're a newer fan and you aren't familiar with Robbie Lawler's body of work prior to him losing the UFC championship and even in his earlier UFC and then strike force days, do yourself a favor, hop on Fight Pass and just enjoy the violence. That man's never been in a boring fight in his life. No, my favorite one was when he lost to Ben Askren. (laughs) (sighs) Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Can you believe that that's actually true? Well, no, that was the, that was that was the um, it was the well that was the fight where he said he tapped and he he didn't tap right that was yeah, the it was bullshit, it was bullshit. yeah it's the bull, bullshit yeah 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 Ben Askren uh, was getting the shit beat out of him too fucking ridiculous <laughs> next fight uh, mate one of this our is favorites. huge huge money maker for us Jack Della Madalena the Aussie from WA fighting Sean Brady which is a fucking Easily his biggest test, but it's a test. And another guy that if Jack Daly gets this win, he he's already like a prospect for those that are like us, absolute fight nerds, but already like see that this guy's serious. But if he gets a win and gets a, a, an easy win here, one, he sets himself up for a Sydney fight, which I'm sure he's keen for. Yep. But two, he sort of announces himself to be like, I can give me a top five, give me a top seven guy. Um and give me him soon, mate. If he if he if he runs through Sean Brady, he goes from prospect to title contender like that. Like 
Sean Brady, okay, he, he, he he's coming off a loss, but he's coming off coming off a loss to Bilal Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And before that, he was undefeated. You know, he'd beaten Australia's Jake Matthews. He'd beaten Michael Chiesa. He put some really good victories together. And, you know, to go one, two, three, four, five and oh in your first five UFC bouts against some good veterans there. Sean Brady was tested. Now let's see what he's made of. Let's see what he's able to do and learn from his defeat to a to the toughest test of his career in Bilal Muhammad. Now, can he do to Jack Della Maddalena what Bilal Muhammad did to him? Wait and see. I don't think so. I think Jack's going to come through this. I think Jack is different gravy. I think he's unreal. But but Sean Brady's a test, and it means a lot if, if Jack Della can get through this. Yeah, we've got to find out what he's MAGA made of. <laughs> Ooh. Leave maybe uh, maybe leave the dad jokes to me from now on, mate. That's uh <laughs> By the way, why does Jack Della not go by his full name? Why does he not go by his Italian name, Giacomo? That's way better than Jack. Giacomo. Yeah. Giacomo I- Della Maddalena is a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Just go by Giacomo and just f- go, you know, lean into the full full wog persona as well. Just do it. Just go full full Italian. There's, you know, there's not many people lazier on earth than East Coast Australians with the English language, but West Coast Australians <laughs> take it to another level. So I think he just probably figured out quick that no one's going to fucking figure this Dave out. Yeah, uh, that's... G- Giacomo? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No, that makes but, sense. You are you are right, mate. I'm like me. I'm me and you have been on board this hype train forever. But uh, yeah, I think he's the title contender already, and I just hope he keeps winning. Um, because any Aussie that succeeds is uh, great news for me. It means more trips. It means more flights. It means more time at live events, and hopefully, it means a. Uh, Biggest salary down the track. <laughs> Two months in asking for a pay rise. <laughs> Motherfucker's not even through his probationary period yet. Hasn't done a fucking live event yet. Is there panhandling? Change, change. Uh, honestly, inflation, Sydney rent. Oh, I already need a fucking pay rise. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. Mm. I'll have to do a good job, eh? Hey? I have to yep. stay away from the temptations of Las Vegas. See That's, how that goes. That, <laughs> you, I, I believe in you, mate. I believe in in your in your willpower. Just uh, I am, stay up. At the end of the day, as much as you know, I pretend I'm not. I'm at heart a fucking one sook, two grandpa when it comes to sleep, and three just a loser. So I'm not going <laughs> to. No, no one wants to party with me. Uh, no, I might, you know, jump, jump in with a couple of USC employees that know where to go or something. But you know, I'm not a, I'm not a nightclub guy. It's not me. So look, Vegas, Vegas is not going to get a hold of me. I don't think because they don't want me. Mate, it sounds like you don't even want to go. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to go? Are you sure you you, you need to you need to do this? You could probably just do this one remotely, hey. Hey, if this if this event was uh, 
in any city on earth I'd be going. I'm not going for the city, mate. I'm going for the fights. He's going for Volks jocks. <laughs> oh, my God. Grow up, right. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we've got a couple more Aussie faces to talk about on this card, and then we can... Uh, pick... <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's unbelievable. They've loaded this. Jimmy Crew, Alonzo Menefield 2. If you remember, they had an absolutely mental fight a few months ago that ended up in a draw. So they've decided to run this back. Jimmy Crute has been, uh, he brought in the uh, Australian amateur light heavyweight champion, the kingpin, Damien Velas, to train with him. He's been working on his, on his, on his game with, uh, with, uh, with Damien. And yeah, let's, it's be interesting to see if Crute can get it done. I'll be honest, he, look, he looked off the pace last fight. He'll probably be uh, the first, first one to admit it, that he, that he just didn't, didn't, he was struggling to get it done. Maybe he was um, feeling the effect of two knockout losses in a row. Uh, but that fight uh, that happened back in February in Perth, it was only a draw because Menafield was had a point taken off for grabbing the fence. If he hadn't have done that, Crew would be looking at three losses in a row. And this this one is huge for him. If you want to get, you know, if he wants to right the ship and get his UFC top fifteen aspirations back on track to see where he's to see where he's going to land. Um, he's sat at 14 right now. A loss here, you'd have to think, would would pull him out of it because I don't even think uh, I don't even think Alonzo Menafield is ranked. No, he's not. So this is this is to stay in the rankings for Jimmy Crude and to make sure that he starts looking upwards rather than down at, at you know at killers coming up to take to take his spot in the top 15. Huge opportunity, but but huge pressure on him as well to get it done and hopefully being surrounded by. By you know other Aussies on the card, there's going to be some familiarity there, some some faces that he knows that he's he's going to feel comfortable. He's going to have a good fight week. And he's able to get it done because Menafield didn't show good fight IQ, and hopefully that you know, he can just avoid getting rocked by those monster punches, those absolute meat hooks that Menafield has for fists, and he can he can be smart about this and, and get a win because he needs it in a big big way. Losing three on the bounce in in the UFC. Will be three on a bounce, but you know what I mean. To three three opponents yeah. in a row does doesn't yep. look great. So let's uh, let's see let's see what Jimmy Coot can do. Jimmy Coot, like obviously he had that knee injury a couple years ago. Now he has shown glimpses of that, like holy fuck, this guy is insane. But then he's also shown glimpses like his most recent fight where like he doesn't quite look up to it. So you know we don't know what the fuck's going on behind the scenes. There's probably a whole heap of reasons as to why he looks like kind of off the pace in a few fights but i'm sure he'll be more glad than anyone that this rematch is happening yep and yeah if he if he beats manyfield like i know he's not i wonder manyfield's not a you know highly ranked fighter or anything but fuck that guy's terrifying just fighting that guy standing in the octagon with that guy is literally the bravest shit you can do <laughs> doing it twice Me? is crazy yeah, Menafield's a monster, and and, and certainly a, a winner, a good win over him. Looks looks absolutely looks absolutely great. So yeah, a huge opportunity for Jimmy Crute. And the last thing I will say is that before the Jamal Hill fight, he signed a new four fight deal. He's two fights through that deal. This will be the third fight on his UFC contract. So regardless of what happens, he's got at least one more. But what he does not want to be doing is going into the last fight on his contract in a must win situation. He wants to wrap up a win here. And potentially even use this victory, this this uh, momentum, to talk himself into a new contract and get an extension ahead of his ahead of his next fight, uh, and see if he can see if he can get extended before he goes on to the last fight on his deal. And to be able to do that, he has to put on 
a big performance. So let's go, Jimmy. Uh, let's go, Jimmy Crew. We'll be here. We're, we're rooting for you, mate. And uh, we're looking forward to see what he's able to get done in this one. And the last Aussie, last but not least, fighting on this card, he's fighting on the prelims, is the veteran of the game, uh, the Tur- Turkish delight, uh, Shannon, Shannon Ross. Uh, he is, this is his second fight in the UFC. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get it done uh, in, in Perth. Uh, he lost to Clayton Rodriguez, who, I'll be honest, Clayton Rodriguez, I called for his bum ass to get cut from the UFC uh, just last week because he missed weight and the bout, bout with Tatsuro Taira was cancelled. He's missed weight a few times now. So, you know, in terms of uh, opponents and, and, and aging, not aging well, doesn't look good for Shannon Ross, I'll be honest. But he's got a great opportunity here against uh, Jesus Aguilar out of Mexico to to do something. And the UFC is always looking to uh, to put Mexican guys ahead. He's got one loss uh, in the UFC, which was to the aforementioned Taturo Taira. He'll be looking to bounce back after his contender series win. So Shannon Ross has got a great opportunity to, to, to get a win and secure himself a future in the UFC. Otherwise, unfortunately for Shannon, um, you know, if he doesn't get it done, it looks like maybe his future lies outside of the, the, the UFC and, and maybe just isn't quite at this level. Yeah, uh, I, I really hope he gets a win. It's one of those nights where with the Aussies, they just want to get momentum. So if he can kick it off with him, then Jimmy Crute, so on, so on. That's that's what we want. You don't want to start the night off with a loss. So hopefully um, he gets his first win and uh, it's the first win of the night for the Aussies too. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, any other fights that you wanted to, to to pick up before we before we wrap things up? Not on my end, no. I've got one, and uh, I think you remember her name when I when I bring it up. But Denise Gomes, the absolute queen of violence, who came in and uh, beat the brakes off of um, or oh, who did she she beat last night? She beat the Brazil Bruno uh, Brazil. Yeah, exactly, and. That was nasty. Remember, she came, we were like, oh, she she fights like a dude. That was the best compliment we could give. She came out blitzing, throwing violence, and she she came out ready for war. She's taking on an undefeated opponent, uh, Mexican opponent here in, uh, in what, what's her name? Yasmin Yaragui? Yaragui? Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll wait for John Anik to give us the pronun- proper pronunciation <laughs> on, that, on, on that one on the broadcast, but look out for that one. She's undefeated and the majority of her fights, uh, her, her, she's won by stoppage as well. I think about 70% of her fights by stoppage, which is quite high for, for for women's MMA. So I think this fight could be an absolute banger. Given all the other fights, I don't think it's got like fight of the night potential, but you won't want to you won't want to miss this one. Um so uh, you don't you don't want to miss any of the fights on the on the full prelim card from from Jimmy Crew to Denise Gomes to Jack Della through to Robbie Lawler. Be bolted into your seat and only get up and go to the fridge, go to the loo in between fights. Do not sit any of these out because you are in for a afternoon, night, evening, morning. From wherever you're watching around the world, you are in for an absolute treat of a fight night. International Fight Week, UFC 290, Volkanovski versus Yaya Rodriguez, Brandon Moreno versus Alexander Pantoja. What an event. Adam, I am absolutely tingling for this one my friend man i can't wait it doesn't even feel real because i'm going i can't even i i can't even picture it happening right now that's how keen i am for it i have a question for you though yes your life on me. changed a fuck load in the last week or so for obvious mm-hmm. reasons what's your plan of attack i know this happens in the middle of the night for you is that actually a bit of a an advantage because you can tell the wife 
I'll stay up all night. I can look after the baby. Or is it not really an advantage because the wife will have to get up anyway because it's still the point where they're going to have to feed them? Is it? Is, are you going to ruin the vibe? What's the go? Are you worried about this? Have you planned this out? Tell me. So what I think I'm going to do is... Start breastfeeding. <laughs> play, playing this strategically, I think I'm going to have to just... Just uh, maybe tune in from the Rob Whitaker fight onwards, uh, which will probably be about half past five in the morning. I think that's probably yep. going to be probably going to be my strategy, and then circle back and catch the remainder of the fights afterwards. That's probably All what right. I'm going to do. Noted on my end. I will provide no spoilers until I get a message from you. Sounds good. Sounds good, mate. Oh, what a card it's going to be! I'm so stoked for you that you get this first first work trip. Uh, you know. With with the UFC and it's it's as good as you could ask for. It's Volkanovski. It's Las Vegas. Like it doesn't get much better than that. So absolutely stoked for you, mate. Make make the absolute most of it, and I'm, I'm sure you're gonna have a great time and come back with it with a ton of stories that we look forward to hearing about on the pod. Yeah, it should be an epic uh, recap whenever we get it done, mate. Thank you so much for joining us uh, after a week you've just had. I mean that in all sincerity. It's crazy the fact that you've been able to pull out an hour. In your life, uh, I wonder if you'll be able to do that after baby number two. We'll see. But we got some time. Can, we got some time till then. You can find us at Punch Drunk Pod on Instagram, Punch Drunk Pod underscore on Twitter, Punch Drunk Pod on TikTok, Lewis Glover MMA on Twitter too. If you want to follow the man, Lewis Glover MMA on Instagram too. Uh, I don't know how many photos he posts, but he's uh, still active on there. If you want to hit him up, I'm sure there's going to be some baby spam coming up. If that's not your thing. I don't know. Deal with it. Uh, Punch Drunk Podcast on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Thank you to everyone that's already done that. A uh, bit of engagement this week. Even some some Twitter hate coming my way for not recording a podcast. Sorry for that. Uh, but I'm not sorry at all. Um, I was busy packing my Vegas bitches. Uh, <laughs> Punch Drunk Pod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Please give us five stars on Spotify. Five stars on Apple, that's what that's what someone on Twitter said that they're going to take away their five star rating because I wasn't doing a pod. Oh no, wow, <laughs> fickle fans! Uh, I know, I know, fucking hell, I'm like us. <laughs> yeah, no, sh- shout out to uh, shout out to George, host of the uh, the Rambling Dad podcast that I've been a guest on, and I'll be I'll be jumping back on soon. It's a combination of dad life and, and, and fight fandom, and he, he does a, he does a, a really really good job with that. So, uh, the, the, the Rambling Dad. Uh, and I think he's at, at, at McDane MMA on Twitter as well. So give him a follow, get, get, get stuck into his pod. It's great stuff. He's got Arnold Allen, the big man, Arnold Allen, coming on, on as a guest soon. So you'll want to check that one out for sure. Uh, he's a great, great listener of the show. So we, we always appreciate him. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, anything you wanted to add? I am done. So good to see you. No, that's it. Just sub on YouTube. We'll be getting this up there ASAP, which I don't know why I'm telling you that because you'll be listening to it already. But nonetheless, my brain's starting to turn to soup now, mate. I've hit the hour mark and I'm I'm on my way out. Like, subscribe, support the pods. You know, hopefully on the next, maybe you know in, in in a few weeks' time, little baby Amelia will, will will be will be a guest on on the pod. She'll be sat sat right here, firing off some takes. You gotta you, you gotta do it. So you gotta subscribe uh, on on YouTube, on Spotify. Tell your friends. Punch Drunk Pod is going to the moon. Peace.